WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Marine contractors are set to begin the first phase of the St. Joseph Harbor dredging project soon. Harbormaster Michael Moran spotted a U.S. Army Corps of Engineers survey boat just before noon Wednesday and then received a notice. The dredging of the inner harbor is set to be completed between July 23rd and August 5th. Two different companies will complete the project, according to Moran. One does the inner harbor, and that material all gets trucked out to the airport, and that's going to be row and salvage this year. And then King Company is going to be doing the outer harbor, and that's the material that's going to be pumped onto the beach to help replenish the beaches. There's no start date scheduled for the second phase of the project, as King Company completes emergency dredging work in Muskegon after a carrier ran aground on a sandbar at the harbor's entrance. Moran said he expects phase two will not begin for at least a month. The Berrien County Road Department says the Napier Avenue Bridge over the St. Joseph River will be reduced to one lane of travel only. On Friday, while a contractor pours concrete, there will be a temporary traffic signal in place to control traffic, so only one direction at a time will be allowed. This means drivers can expect delays using the bridge. The traffic restrictions will go into place on Friday at 4 a.m. The concrete pouring is taking place as part of the ongoing rehabilitation project on the bridge. Meanwhile, the road department says the Walton Road Bridge over the St. Joe River near Niles will be totally closed starting next Wednesday, July 27th through mid-September for a rehabilitation project. Drivers are told to use alternate routes. After nearly three years of construction and testing, INDEC Niles Energy Center is operating at full capacity and providing power to residents of southwest Michigan. According to David Hicks, Index Vice President of Business Development, the Niles Energy Plant is capable of producing 1,085 megawatts of power, which is more than the recently closed Palisades nuclear power plant, which produced about 800 megawatts. We can run anywhere from about 300 megawatts up to 1,085 megawatts. Anywhere in that, we can run efficiently and safely. This plant is highly flexible, extremely clean, even has limits on CO2 emissions. It more than replaces Palisades. According to INDEC, the plant will produce enough energy to power more than 600,000 homes. It also created 21 full-time jobs in Niles and will generate millions of dollars in tax revenue for the city. It's a natural gas plant. A new hunting preserve is coming to Berrien County. Now that Governor Gretchen Whitmer has signed legislation authorizing a grant for the Michigan Department of Natural Resources to buy the land, the DNR will receive about $4.7 million to acquire 839 acres of property near Berrien Springs and owned by Andrews University. DNR wildlife biologist Ken Kesson tells us the property south of Berrien Springs is along the St. Joseph River near Range Line Road. Currently there are several trails on the property and a lot of them are for various maintenance activities as part of ownership and stewardship of the property. There's also uh, trails along the power lines and we've established several parking lots. Andrews University approached the DNR about selling the parcel so it could be preserved for the public forever. Kesson told us the area in question is popular with locals. He looks forward to helping preserve it for them. The Berrien Springs SGA project has the support of Berrien and Buchanan Townships, as well as the Berrien County Administrator and the County Parks Department. With two weeks remaining until the statewide primary election on August 2nd, Michigan voters who have received but not yet returned their absentee ballots are being advised to hand-deliver their ballot to a drop box or to their clerk's office to avoid postal delays. 
Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson put out word this week. Absentee ballot request data shows more than 1.1 million Michigan voters have now requested their ballots, and the vast majority have already received them. She says using the drop box at local government office is the best way to ensure the ballot will be collected and counted in time. You can also vote in person on August 2nd between 7 a.m. and 8 p.m. Benson reminds everyone they can only vote in one party's primary per election. Voters can check the status of their absentee application or ballot online at michigan.gov vote or by calling the clerk. A letter has been sent to the chair of the U.S. House Energy and Commerce Committee by Congressman Fred Upton and other House Republicans asking for a hearing on the use of oil released from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve this year. Upton tells us the Biden administration has released millions of barrels from the reserve to combat high gas prices, and there are allegations some of it was sent to China. There is some reason to believe it, so we're going to get the answer. As well, we've asked the chairman of the energy, the new chairman of the Energy and Commerce Committee to convene a hearing so that people can come in and testify under oath as to whether or not some of this oil that's really reserved for domestic uses, and we've had set aside now for years in case of emergency, that it wasn't diverted to other countries, particularly China's. Upton says the nation's strategic petroleum reserve is being depleted at the same time that China is building its reserve, and that's something Congress should review. He joined Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen in sending a letter. They're asking for a hearing to feature testimony from U.S. officials at the U.S. Department of Energy. And seatbelt use in Michigan seems to be rebounding after it dropped in the pandemic. The Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning's Kendall Wingrove tells us the latest data shows 92.9% of drivers used their seatbelts in the first half of this year, an improvement from 92.6% last year. Prior to the pandemic, the average rate for Michigan was about 94%. Wingrove says there are multiple seatbelt education campaigns going on right now. We just encourage everybody to wear their seatbelt every trip, every time, especially those little trips to the corner store, the local hardware store, something right in your neighborhood that you don't think is going to be a big trip. That could be the very time that you would want to have your seatbelt on because something might happen. Wingrove says drivers got more reckless in general during the pandemic. Also, people drove fewer miles and are less likely to buckle up if just going for a short drive. The national seatbelt use rate is 90%, making Michigan above average. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. President Biden traveled to Massachusetts today to announce executive actions at the White House and says they'll help Americans facing extreme heat and climate change. The trip comes with heat advisories stretching all across the United States. ABC's Karen Travers reports the president is laying out the next phase of his administration's action on the climate crisis, specifically focusing on accelerating and heightening executive action if Congress won't act. Progressive and climate advocacy groups have been pushing for more executive action on climate change since the early days of President Biden's time in office, arguing that the urgency of addressing climate change warrants more federal intervention than Congress seems willing to take. Administration officials didn't mention Senator Joe Manchin by name, but the focus on executive action today seems to be a response to the reality that climate action has little future in Congress. The president will not go so far as declaring a national emergency on climate change, but officials did say the president will announce more executive action in the coming days. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Nearly two million Ukrainian refugees have been sent to Russia. Their journey starts not with a gun to the head, but with a poisoned choice. Die in Ukraine or live in Russia. Those who choose to live in Russia are then taken through a series of what are known as filtration points, where treatment ranges from interrogation and strip searches to being yanked aside and never seen again. 
Ukraine portrays those journeys as forced transfers to enemy ground, which is considered a war crime. Russia calls them humanitarian evacuations. An Associated Press investigation found many refugees are indeed forced to embark on a surreal journey into Russia, subjected along the way to human rights abuses. It also found an underground network of Russians trying to help Ukrainians escape. Meanwhile, the First Lady of Ukraine, Olena Zelenska, addressed lawmakers at U.S. Capitol today. She showed, showed images of victims in the war in her country and thanked the United States for its support. She also asked for more help. More from ABC's Patrick Revel in Kiev. She had a very simple message, and it was, we need more weapons, and in particular, we need more air defense. And the appeal she made was to try and return a, a sense of normality to Ukraine, because, of course, it isn't normal to be in a country where, at any moment, a missile can strike. You know, we're here in Kiev. It's a lot more peaceful than it used to be. There's, it's rare now that we get hit by strikes, but it could still happen. You know, the sirens go here every week, and at any moment, really, there could be another attack. Democrat Elaine Luria of Virginia and Republican Adam Kinzinger of Illinois will lead questioning in the closing summer hearing of the House's January 6th committee on Thursday night. Luria and Kinzinger are from different parties but agreed emphatically the investigation into the deadly insurrection at the U.S. Capitol is worth sacrificing their political careers. Kinzinger has already decided not to seek re-election after facing the prospect of taking on another Republican incumbent in a newly drawn district. Luria's swing district in the Norfolk area has been redrawn, and she faces a tougher re-election bid in November. Meanwhile, concerns there are concerns on Capitol Hill about missing Secret Service text messages. The House Committee investigating the Capitol riot hoped to have those texts in hand by Tuesday after issuing a subpoena this last week. The Secret Service says it's still working to find the lost data. More from ABC's Justin Finch. ABC News learning the Secret Service was so far only able to retrieve one text message from January 5th and 6th, 2021. The agency says that data appears lost after agents failed to back up sensitive information on their devices during a data migration last year. January 6th committee member Stephanie Murphy says those texts are critical. So that we can ensure that the agencies coordinate uh, one with the other well enough to ensure that we protect the president, the vice president, and the Capitol. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Leaders of Indiana's Republican-dominated Senate have proposed banning abortion with limited exceptions, a move that comes amid a political firestorm over a 10-year-old rape victim who came to the state from neighboring Ohio to end her pregnancy. The proposal announced Wednesday will be taken up during a special legislative session that's scheduled to start Monday, making Indiana one of the first Republican-run states to debate tighter abortion laws following the U.S. Supreme Court decision last month overturning Roe v. Wade. The proposal would allow exceptions to the ban, like in cases of rape, incest, or to protect a woman's life. Its fate is not certain, though, because some hardline Republicans want to ban all abortions. Boris Johnson has held his last prime minister's questions time in the House of Commons on the day when the two who could replace him have been announced. More from ABC's Tom Rivers in London. For the British leader, time to say goodbye to his parliamentary colleagues. I want to thank you, uh, Mr. Speaker. I want to thank all the wonderful staff of the House of Commons. I want to thank all my friends and colleagues. I want to thank my rival friend uh, opposite, Mr. Speaker. Uh, I want to thank everybody here and hasta la vista, baby. Thank you. Replacing him will be either his former Treasury Chief, Rishi Sunak, or current Foreign Secretary, Liz Truss. Tom Rivers, ABC News, London. Uvalde's top school officials recommended the firing of the school district police chief, who was central to the botched law enforcement response to the elementary school shooting nearly two months ago that killed two teachers and 19 students. The Uvalde School Board announced Wednesday it will consider firing Chief Pete 
Arredondo at a special meeting Saturday. The announcement comes amid massive public pressure. Arredondo has been accused by state officials of making several critical mistakes during the mass shooting May 24th at Robb Elementary School. According to the committee, Arredondo told lawmakers he did not consider himself the on-scene commander in charge and his priority was to protect children in other classrooms. And delivery drivers are sounding the alarm over doing their work in extreme temperatures hitting the U.S. this week. More from ABC's Alex Stone. After a doorbell camera captured a UPS driver collapsing in Arizona while delivering a package, drivers say they're being put at risk and suffering health problems. There's no air conditioning inside of UPS trucks, and they're recording temperatures of 160 degrees or more in the back. This driver spoke to ABC affiliate KNXV, voice-altered his identity not verified by ABC News. Drivers are dropping like flies due to heat conditions and UPS is killing drivers. The drivers say they need AC, at least in the back of the trucks. Alex Stone, EBC News. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.